Hi, this is Danielle Krissa from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 169 of Art for Your Ear. As promised, I finally have a new episode for you, and it's another old school edition. In fact, it's super duper old school because we are both children of the 70s and 80s, and I don't think that we left one retro stone unturned. (laughs) I just wrote about New York-based artist Tara Lewis a few weeks ago, And I loved her paintings so much that I just had to reach out and see if she'd come talk to me. And luckily, she said, hell yes. I cannot wait for you to hear her story, why she does what she does, and how she knows Brooke Shields. True story. But quickly, can we just talk about how crazy things are at the moment? I feel like I should be washing my hands as I say this. I don't know about you, but almost everything I've got going on has either been canceled or postponed, like TEDx Nashville, for example. FYI, in case you were planning on coming, it is now on May 17th instead of in March. Honestly, I have to say I am pretty relieved. I have always been a better safe than sorry kind of gal, so laying low suits me just fine. I was just saying to somebody, pajamas, coffee, not leaving my house... I have literally been doing that for years, so I am ready. (laughs) So washing your hands, smiling instead of shaking hands, and stay home if you are sick. That is my plan. I'm sure if I get it, I would be okay. I just worry about passing it on to people who wouldn't be okay. A good friend of mine, for example, has a little girl with cystic fibrosis. So this is a terrifying time for them, even more terrifying than their normal day-to-day. Personally, I'm just going to follow these two bits of advice for sure. Wash your hands and don't make out with strangers on the subway. Actually, both of those things should always be rules to live by forever. (laughs) Anywho, speaking of subways, let's just jump right into this high school pageant banner trophies scratch and sniff filled episode, shall we? Calling Tara Lewis in New York. Hi, Tara. Hey, Danielle. We are finally doing this. I kept teasing this to my crowd. Oh, I'm having Tara Lewis on. And then I didn't. And then I didn't again. And finally, finally, it's happening. <laughs> and I'm so happy. And I, I adore everything that you do. And oh. same. Everybody's waiting for the Jealous Curator podcast. So we're in the same excitement. <laughs> but thank you. I'm so flattered, really. Well, I love everything you do. And um, I don't even know. I just found you. I don't even know how now. And um, was just, oh, probably because of the show you just had up. Hmm. And I was just like, what is this? And then, I mean, I wrote the post immediately and then shortly after emailed and said, do you want to come on the podcast? So I'm so excited to hear all about you and your journey and the the work that you're doing now and what what might come next. Um, So for my old school episodes, I always start with the art kid that you were or were not. So when you were little, were you making art? I was, yeah, I've always been able to draw pretty well. And, um, yeah, as far as back as I can remember, I grew up in a teeny little town in New Hampshire mm. and it was like a, not a farm with animals, but sort of, you know, like grass and like a colonial house and barn and very, on, I think my road was a dirt road when I was little <laughs> and then it became a paved road, which is pretty exciting to me. Um, <laughs> but I really didn't have a lot of neighbors or friends. So I, that was a skill I had and just did. Um, and my, my dad and mom are creative and talented, my dad's side, especially. Um, so I knew that, you know, there was a lot of interest in that and they valued that. Um, so yeah, I'd always just sketch and anytime a school project came up, you know, if it had a poster or anything like that, you know, I'd, I'd rock it, be no problem. 
Um, My cover pages were the best. Yeah, I know. I remember all of them too, like the construction paper. I remember thinking they were completely worthy of being in a big museum or something. And I look back at them and think, wow, you really had the ego going then. Um, But I really, I liked school actually. So I had like super straight A grades too. So I was that kind of kid who had the art talent, but really loved all the other subjects too. And didn't just stay in the art room, which is kind of what I'm, I've always been kind of kinetic that way, but I was definitely um, pop culture junkie as a little kid. So really, because living in an environment like that, you know, I couldn't really see what was going on except on a TV, you know, at that time. Um, and when Atari hit, that was huge. And I felt like I had a giant spaceship in my, like, but, um, (laughs) so I think, um, uh, that was actually, now I'm thinking of Atari, which is getting me into other things, but I'll read <laughs> back to school when I was little, when I was little, little, I had a sister who was five years older. So I was able to see Olivia Newton-John albums because she was getting them. And I was maybe like, you know, seven or eight or nine. So I had that kind of window into a teenager and five years is enough time that you're kind of a little, you're an annoyance to your older sister. It's not really the close age um, proximity. So I would kind of snoop through her things when she wasn't home and I hope she can't hear this. (laughs) She'll be like, what? I knew you were in my room. (laughs) Yeah. She had a blazer safe. I thought, what's in that safe? And what, what is that magazine or what's this or that? And she was definitely tuned into that. She had fry boots, you know, um, Levi's long hair. And I thought, Oh goodness, I can't wait to be an older kid. Um, but that said, I was completely absorbed with anything that sort of came into the mailbox, like People Magazine and um, Seventeen Magazine or anything that gave me some image that had type with it or text. So that was always of interest to me. And I would go to the town library and try to read back issues of Seventeen. And um, this story has never left me. The librarian in this small town library, it was the basement kids section had the 17 magazine kind of like in the teen area and I read it and was scolded and told not to read it because I wasn't 17 and it was too old for me and I put that down I thought well that makes it more appealing actually if you want me to read it and um I knew I could see it at home too but that, was, that always stuck with me and I thought I'm perfectly fine looking at this magazine because I really was just a sponge absorbing imagery I think at that time too and also kind of um representations of women because the magazines that I gravitated to or a television program like Three's Company or um you know, any, uh, like Laverne and Shirley, I always liked seeing those roles portrayed. So I think that was pretty exciting, um, for me. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, it's so funny. Cause I, I kind of thought all of this from looking at your work and I was like, I wonder if we're the same age because there's so many references in your work now that like, I grew up in a really tiny town too, that had, was completely isolated. Um, I'm back in that town now actually, but with the internet, you're so connected to everything, but growing right. up here, it, we were just very much in our little space. So Three's Company and like all that stuff was just like, ooh, you know, yeah, or right. Charlie's Angels and all of these things. And so it's just so funny that, yeah, we, you and I both basically grew up in the 70s and 80s. Right, right. And that weekly TV show was huge. You, you could not schedule that TV show. You had to be present, have your homework done if you were me. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> I also like, it's funny because I, I love text and type and everything like that. So, um, fashion was interesting to me, like Benetton shirts. Yes. You know, we had, we had stuff. I don't know how it got into the house. We had a pair of studio 54 underwear that I know, I know I've tried to find them. Not that I'd want old underwear from me. Either. <laughs> I mean, they I remember vividly the 54 on the butt. And I thought, oh, my goodness. But I didn't know what that was. I didn't know it was a discotheque. I just thought, wow, I like the way the five and the four look. So it was more about you being too little to know what it 
represented or was a logo for, but just liking the visual um, potency of it. Wow. And, and, the, and so when you were that age and like being attracted to all of that stuff, I was too, but I didn't know that there were jobs. Like I didn't, it didn't occur to nope. me that I could be an artist and I ended up being a graphic designer for 18 years, but I didn't even know that that was mm-hmm. a job. No, I didn't either. And it wasn't really something that your parents were excited to say, oh, my daughter is going to school to be like an artist full time. Because now I think it's a different world now, but back then, and what would you do? I mean, teaching, of course, yeah. makes sense with benefits and whatnot, but being a, a full-time famous artist or whatever, it sort of seemed silly as a little kid, but I still kept doing it. My parents were super, um, encouraging as well. If there was an art contest, they would tell me, you know, do this, um, went to that, try this, but I definitely, um, had my own aesthetic that was sort of, didn't really fit in where I grew up. It was more, you know, pop culture, um, not urban, but did you put a lot of rainbows and things? Yeah, I loved rain. Oh, I, I said, you're so good at this. You're making me remember these things I didn't even about. Um, little iron-on patches on jeans. Yes! Yeah, I had, and I joined Girl Scouts just to get the patches me and too. brownies. I don't care about anything we're doing. I just really want, I mean, it's kind of funny because I use sashes in my work too, but I really wanted the sash with all the, just, I wanted the, I remember I didn't even cook the fire, the little meal you make at the camp. <laughs> I got the badge anyway. I said, Oh, I did. I did. Um, so just <laughs> like the graphic of it. And, but I did, I did iron things onto my jeans, like the pocket. I would, in fact, that's, I think that might be coming back here and there. Um, but I absolutely loved that. And I, it's funny cause I still am very old school. You know, I still like to paint or, you know, from pictures and not the internet necessarily. So <clears throat> I think that kind of stays with you when you're not, I didn't grow up with the internet and right. what to do. So I still value that. And that feels more tactile and authentic to me. Um, yeah, so it's kind of so my, my work really does draw lines back to when I was little, for sure. It does, and, and I think that's why I—I I mean, it's your skill is so exquisite. Like your your painting skills are amazing, but then just the visual things you've got in there, like the sashes and you know, um, the shirts with like the writing on them that are so seventies and eighties. Um, yeah, you know, and pretty. I just was instantly like, this is me. Like I just. Yeah me and I loved it so much I was actually my friend Michelle Nielsen and I I've talked about this before but we in grade six we started um a club called the Rainbow Girls oh you did and we would just get together there was about five or six of us and um talk about rainbows and unicorns Oh, wow. Oh, I loved all of that. Yeah, we yeah. would bring our sticker books and our yep. scratch and sniff sticker and our puffies and our sparklies, and we would talk about it. And everyone had to pay 25 cents to go to the meeting, and that money was supposed to go to buying rainbow things, but Michelle and I just spent it on gummies um, on blue whales. Oh, that's genius. So we were running a bit of a racket. Uh, that's great. Yeah. I would have been... <laughs> I definitely would have been part of the group. Uh, She actually would just, I did a talk last night about creativity and she came to it and, um, that's a business model. I know. Right. And she, she sent me a really nice text after and said, Oh my God, that was so inspiring. And cause she hasn't really been making stuff and she should, she's amazing. And, uh, so I wrote her back and said, rainbow girls forever, because that's all we did. We we made friendship pins. We made iron ons for our t-shirts. Like that was what we did at our rainbow girl meetings. Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you an honorary member. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'll make you a t-shirt that says Rainbow Girl. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Honestly, I'll wear it too. It's a painting. It's actually yeah. 
ideas come to me from conversations like this. Like I'm at right now writing things down actually. So. Oh my God. Well, I can't wait to see the results for that. Oh my word. Um, okay. Let's get back rainbow. to you instead of me talking rainbow. about rainbow girls. No, 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 no. I think it's symbiotic completely. It, yeah, I think it really it is. Yeah. Well, creative. Um, okay. So what happened? So you're like that as a kid, you're stealing your sister's magazines. Did you end up going to art school? I did. I did. And one thing about, uh, just to circle back about text for a minute, this is yeah. kind of a funny thing. I, I just, it's in my studio. I'm looking at it. It's a, um, a trophy I won as a kid. I think I was in the fourth, fifth grade. Um, I won spelling bees like crazy as a kid. Only I hated being on stage. I was so, I'm scared. I have stage fright right now. Um, <laughs> like I can't speak in front, which is weird because I've been a teacher too. And I can't, it still makes me nervous to think about, but, um, yeah, I memorized what the words looked like, you know, the visual, right. you know, how went together and I won on a silent J word, but I kept winning them in the fourth, I think third, fourth and fifth grade. I went to the state B and everything is the strangest. <laughs> it was like a sport, but I remember it being completely visual and I have the trophy still, which is kind of fun because I use trophies in my work, but Anyway, oh that is yeah. amazing. I wonder, well, I was going to ask you where your trophies came from. Is it that sort of where it came from, from your spelling bees? Yeah, it's like a nerd sport. And also, oh, <laughs> yeah, science fairs. I would actually want the trophy and do the things to get the trophy. So I won the woodshop award. I won the horseback riding. But it really was the trophy and sitting, staring at it at home for days. Like I carried it with me to, you know, to eat cereal. It was next to me. Oh, so. my God. That's amazing. Do you do it for the trophies and the badges? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. I love it. I know. I actually, um, when I my first book came out a few years ago, I did this big talk about how um, having creative blocks and having the inner critic um, just means you're part of a club. Like, it just means you've earned the badges of being a creative person. So I actually made, had embroidered, like, Girl Scout badges. Oh, wow. Oh. To, that would go with it. Like, so there was one with a little campfire on it that said burned by a critic. Um, one that said, um, my inner critic is an asshole and it had a little rainbow. And, um, so at first pass, it just looked like a Girl Scout badge, but there are these inner critic badges and uh, I should make them again because when they sure. arrived in the mail and I sold them and stuff, but when they arrived in the mail, I, I felt like I was seven. Wow. Oh, that's Do you awesome. make badges? I don't make them. No, I screen print. I'm a big screen printer. Like on everything. That's what you asked, right? Did I make, do I make badges? Yeah. yeah. No, I'd love to know how. Actually, like a skill I'd like to learn is sewing or some kind of embroidery thing. Yeah. And that would be like the next level because I don't know how to do that. Me either. I, I sent I, it out and got someone else to do it. <laughs> I, I buy things on, I know Amazon's controversial, but I mean, they've made all this prop inventory happen in my studio. Right. So this weird thing from my childhood is still, for you can find it somewhere. And it arrives and it's generic and you can make it your own. So yeah, I screen print though, yeah, which I, I'm addicted to. I absolutely love it. Yeah, um, no kidding. Um, did you do that? Okay, so now, so you go to art school. What did you, did you do painting or were you doing printmaking or both? I did. It's funny. I went to, I didn't, we were, I was not a rich kid. So I really wanted to go to some city art school or some university, but I went to the University of New Hampshire, which actually gave me super good skills um, in rendering from life. Mm. And still lives were so boring. I mean, it looked like they were put in a movie, you know, set that showed the stereotypical seventies, same still life from the seventies. And I was there in like what, nine, 88 to 92. So the same plant, you know, dying plant leaf <laughs> yeah. really yuck. And I thought, Oh my gosh, I don't want to draw any of this. And then the, the models that they picked would sit in that stuff. 
with a weird rug and a chair. Ugh, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't really, you know, it's funny looking back, I thought it was boring, so to speak, but I think it just didn't, I wasn't making art that told a story right? or that communicated an idea. And that was the missing piece from that program. But I did get four years of, you know, draw everything you see in the room in front of you, learning perspective, learning, you know, portraits, learning everything. So it was sort of like a boot camp. Yeah. With a, wasn't like a messy charcoal environment, but it was large paper and small tools. So it was detail oriented, which is also something I gravitated to. So there were definitely pluses and minuses. I kind of, I majored in Chi Omega. I was in a sorority, so I was completely engrossed in that. So of course the t-shirts, I designed everything. I did the same graphics, but, um, yeah, so I was just social butterflies. I hadn't had, I wasn't from a, I was from a little town and didn't have a neighbor. Very excited about that. Um, but I did, I learned a lot about, you know, the, the technical, um, aspects in a way that was not given to me in high school. So that definitely, um, grew in that way, which I still value today. Um, and then I went right to museum work at the MFA in Boston, designed the banners Oh, job, but it sort of wasn't the coolest job there. Cause you really got the font from the publications department for the Monet show that was going up. And then, you know, you kind of make the banner happen, but I just still liked being around art and seeing, even though if you work in a museum, you're in the basement and some office, um, but we didn't have computers. So it was all paced up and, um, film positives. And I learned a lot about the, the graphic production of those and screen, pr- they screen printed the walls, which is weird to think about the panels that go on the wall. All the signage was screen printed. Wow. Now, I hired a guy to come in and he would just paint the panel and screen print it like an hour before the show opened. And I'd always get very angry with him, but I saw him stressed out on the floor and I thought, Oh, it's so interesting. <laughs> like, so I, that, I didn't realize that's how signs were made and um, how t-shirts were made and such. So, but at that time I didn't really learn about that I just remember it now it's hmm. funny how you the dots um yeah so I did that and taught art classes on the weekends in the museum which I got me around people more and kids and I really liked that so and that led me to go to Tufts and get um uh, advanced studio coursework and then a teaching degree too so and then I went from there and found a job with benefits and and such so and so but, are you still teaching now I'm teaching now. Yeah, I had a big sabbatical, but I've always been making a ton of work. I'm actually really pushing the art career thing. Well, it's actually pushing me. It's becoming a, um, it's growing more and more, especially in the past two years. So mm-hmm. I'm just, I guess that's my thing. Um, but it's funny how the teaching, I, I Exeter, I have worked at for over, I think it's 20 years now. Wow. So, and that, is, okay, so tell me, okay, so let's rewind a tiny bit. So you, um, when you were working in the museum, when you first got out of school, were you, so you're working, but were you still making your own art, like in your spare time? Not at all, which is really interesting. No, and then I went back and took some more classes after the museum, but um, at Tufts, but I, yeah, I didn't really, I was more interested in soaking up the, like learning about artists in a museum, you know, looking at the work. Cause I really didn't have a lot of that growing up. I could look at books that we had, which was basically encyclopedia salesman would come to your house. I was we just, had, a set. We yeah, had and, the and whole so set. Yeah. My family had Britannica. Oh, no, my, my family had world book and other kids had Britannica, which has a white cover. And I really wanted the white ones because they looked more modern. But anyway, we had world book ones and I just, I, I love the um, anatomy pages where there's clear acetate and you layer yes, the human yeah. oh god that was my favorite one but I always wanted like, to like my, every you know because there was no internet I would if I had a project mom and dad would say okay we'll check the encyclopedia and um yeah. being so visual I was like yeah. can I cut this stuff out and they were like no 
Exactly. We couldn't do that. And there were no like color printers. I know. Thank, actually, there were no digital cameras in college. At least we would get doubles and triples, but I would not want my life on some social media archive. Yeah, no but um, yeah, we couldn't get anything like that. So it was kind of, you, you had to be more creative, I think, in a way. Like your brain had to sort of carry a lot more. Like yeah. kids get oh today and quick resources and instant, you know, they find artists. I mean, if I had that, I would have known so many artists by the time I was like 12. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So that's a good, um, loop, loop back to the museum thing. I really, and did I make art? Cause I just was looking at it. I go to the bookstore. I had a discount there. I could get some books Our museum catalogs. We got a free one. So I just dove in and thought, wow, these art books are really interesting. So then I got addicted to art books and just kept buying them. And now I buy them, but don't even open them. I leave them in the plastic. I'm getting like that weird person. Um, but I love my library. Um, but yeah, that was really the window. And then, yeah, I guess I took a break and just was looking at that. And so I never stopped being an artist, but I think I, I look back at it as my research phase or something. Right. Um, and life experience is the best education, really. I mean, I think the best art comes from what you're around and what inspires you. And then, you know, you make it and you know, it's the right reason when you do that. If it's painful and strange and difficult to work through, it probably isn't the right thing to be making. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. And you know, I think there's something like, I think, again, that's why I'm so drawn to your work is that it's so, and that's why I wanted you on the podcast too, just to prove that, that I was right, and I am. <laughs> I love it when I do that. Um, that your work is genuinely you. Oh, I, like through it's almost like every painting is not a self portrait, but it's definitely an extension of my experience or something that I just want to keep alive like a movie I saw or some like element and but also been it can tie to the now because my models are usually like young women and they bring so much I know we'll probably get to this later but they bring so much to every portrait right that I didn't expect at all and I've learned to let the model just bring it <laughs> like I learned from them so yeah. it's definitely a treat um yeah but they tend to like I feel like at one point I thought I was like casting models and roles at one point, my mother also teaches drama at middle school level. So I've been around that. I could never be in a play or anything, but I do like that, like character development or characters, but I try to keep it kind of mundane too. And just reference things that are, you know, obviously emblematic of decades, like that font, for example, right. Is such a, uh, I randomly picked it too. I just thought, Oh, a screen would, a screen print would look good with this font because it just has this nice not it's not bubble but rounded kind of yeah yeah that's so 70s yeah and it's and it's funny because kids um or young people today will think it's from um what's that movie oh my goodness it's on that (laughs) t-shirt yeah yeah, right boogie night so the one um with the llama there's a movie with a llama i can't believe i'm spacing out on this oh my god it'll come to me it's one of these things that'll pop in at the end of our podcast (laughs) Um, but it's a t-shirt. Ah, all right, whatever. We'll go back to that in a minute. But it was the font for like Garfield. Oh, Police oh, um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. for you. vote for ba- vote for Pedro. Podcast right there. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna googling on my phone. <laughs> yeah, um, it's on that shirt. And um, yeah, but it goes way back to the Doors and um, the Beach Boys. I think first used it on an album cover and Curtis Mayfield, and then it goes, you know here and there and everywhere and velvet ones. For, I'd love to find the velvet ones from the boardwalk, like actual, yes. yep. you know, and I've some Michaels and I've tried everything online. Nothing quite looks like that one that, you know, we had. We yeah. The young. felty kind of, yeah. I loved all of that stuff. I had so many of those things and then, you know, you get rid of them thinking, Oh, this is old, old fashioned. And now I'm like, damn it. 
oh no, it, it frustrates me. Exactly. Yeah. So I try yeah. to pull it, all those things I've lost. I try to get back again by by making these paintings. I think too. Well, and also evolves, you know. But what? Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, listen to this. I was in the Miss Summerland pageant. That would that jumped out at me in your yeah. Oh, yeah. I, t- I told you that in our emailing. Yeah, and so I had I had a banner, a Miss oh Kiwanis banner. Really? I was Miss Kiwanis. Oh I did not win, but um, I had my banner, and my mom, when I was at university, gave it to the thrift shop. No, no, yes. no. You know what no, else she gave not- to the thrift shop? My right. Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, really? Oh, that's that's that hurts. My adopted <laughs> child, Magenta, was given away. given away. Oh, God. And you had this. Oh, God. Yep. I never had one of those, but I knew that the certificate came with it. So, oh, oh yeah. So I was her mother. And so, yep, she and my my grad dress and my pageant banner. But I actually had a pageant banner. And um, I remember feeling pretty. D cool. (laughs) And it had Miss Kiwanis was like ironed on with the fuzzy, like the fuzzy letters. Really? Oh, wow. Wow. I know. See that, that, yeah. Original artifact. Yeah. All my stuff is gone. And if I try to find it, Bill, you know, she'll say, oh, you can look upstairs in the attic, but you know, it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost so many jewels. Oh my God. I I do have my prom dress. I still have the prom dress. A few random little things. I have a Duran Duran wallet. I was in the fan club and they sent me a wallet. I still have that. Like there are certain things that I've just kind of kept saying after a while I knew my family would start throwing out this stuff or give it away. So I started to hoard it over. I should have done that. I should have done it. I didn't hoard. After college, I thought I'm going to take a few of these things. I still have like the original 17 magazines that were around as a kid to a few of them. Wow. I grabbed those. Yeah, well, I'm going to ask you, because I know there's like artifacts in your shows. Okay, but I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Okay, so I want to ask you, so, okay, so you're, you're hoarding art books, you're, you're, it's your research phase, and then, so, and then you become a teacher. Right. And so what were you thinking there, like benefits and like... Yeah, I, actually, you know, I, I wanted to be around, um, like in an intellectual environment, it wasn't just a... a I did teach in a public middle school, which was amazing. That could be like the movie eighth grade. And I like, I lived that. It was so interesting. Um, but, My son's in the eighth grade right oh, now. Cast right there. Um, but yeah, the school, um, Phillips Exeter is a very, it's a very particular kind of school because um, the teenagers, you know, they live there without their parents. I wanted to be, to answer your question, though, I wanted to be in an environment. I, oh, I like teaching a lot. And um, with kids that really are excited to they kind of embrace art in a different way other than just an elective you take. You know, they right. really would, you know, grow. And the high school is such a great age for that too. In middle school, they, the students made art, but they, and it's such a pure, cool age because they're making it just for the pure fun of it. Yeah. You know, not really as competitive. Their ideas are just wacky, like completely wacky, like a dinosaur with like wings and whatever. And yeah. <laughs> on it, and then a nose ring. I don't know, whatever. Um, but that was fun. But in high school, of course, it's different because cognitively they're growing up and they're, I really, like all the movies I loved as a kid, the John Hughes generation. I mean, it was just completely interesting to watch these kids uh, make art, but also see their, um, like their, the youth culture in general, being immersed in it, seeing their behaviors and their own like lingo. It's like their own culture it was hugely um, inspiring to see teenagers now. But that school had a gallery, has a gallery, um, and just had seven or eight art studios, each one for one for printmaking, one for painting, one for drawing. So wow. it's like, a, yeah, oh, it's like a college, full blown college. So the only difference is the kids are 
um, minors. They're in high school. They're under 18. So that's the difference. The only difference really, because they treat learning like a, a varsity sport. I mean, that is their passion and their sport is to like, just grow intellectually and love school. They never skip class. Like in college, kids will cut class. And so that's the difference. You're getting a student that wants to run to class, but it's an elevated, um, experience in the studio. Wow. That sounds um, like I couldn't have, can you imagine if we had that in high school? Yeah, no, I can't. I I don't, it's, it's a miracle that I I was such a duck in a pond with it because I really didn't have, I must've filled in the blank that I didn't have. Yeah. Well, cause we had the one little art room and it really wasn't, you know, um, I kind of taught myself at home. I feel like, yeah. And I tried really hard to draw well, but yes, we, um, the kids stretch their own canvases. There's, I started a screen printing program, a print for printmaking. Wow. Um, I hadn't done that. I taught myself in the evenings. I mean, it took so long to do like coding screens and whatnot. I got yogurt cups, um, put four of them under a piece of glass and got black lights from Spencer gifts at the mall. And then <laughs> screen it was a hot mess and I put a blanket to make it light tight like a big wool blanket and the kid I put actually the screen I'd make a film positive with that overhead projector paper and just put it through a copy machine it melted a few times I found the right kind (laughs) in the evening doing like covert training um then I put linoleum blocks on top of the blanket for the air you know usually there's an air not to get all technical but it has to be like super super sucked to the screen the plastic so the image so negative appears or stencil okay. so i layer these linoleum blocks to make this heavy weight that would replace the sucking the air out the big long story anyway and i did this without youtube just by asking people how to do it so youtube i can't really follow youtube videos um <laughs> figured it all out and that and then taught it so that of course then like the final exam is make a t-shirt so i tried to you can see how all of this kind of is more about you know it's really about my work <laughs> The two are so, they feed each other. Um, but yeah, so I gained those skills and there's nothing better than having a high school kid give your, like give an opinion yeah. about works. I'll say background color. What do you think? Or getting their opinion is the, that's the best art critic in the world actually, because you're getting this direct raw answer that isn't affected by like the market or some gallery fitting into some place. It's more about, you know, I'm looking at this and this is what I think and I'm 16. So, <laughs> so I know everything. So let me tell you what it is. I like the other one you did. It looks like you overcooked this painting. You could have not painted it so much. And I'm like, okay. But and so you get this really honest um, feedback. It's not the only feedback I get, but I've had these choice moments that are pretty exciting. And That's um, so cool. And so what do you teach? Are you Do you teach a bunch of different stuff? Uh, just uh, everything but clay. Okay. I'm not a, not a clay person. Um, yeah, and just, you know, making portfolios. And I was also in charge of... Um, we had a fund for a visiting artist program. So it was Michael Rockefeller. Actually, if you follow true crime, which I do, um, I just watched Dateline before we got. I love true crime. I love Dateline so much. And I Me too. Of, and actually, like I want, when I wrote you an email saying I'm ready in five minutes because I had to see the end of the episode to see if the, they um, arrested the man. But um, so Michael, I think Clark Rockefeller, some guy impersonated a Rockefeller and he married this woman and he never was one. He was just this complete con. He's in prison now. It's very interesting. But Michael Clark Rock, the guy he imitated, um, long story short, that's the name of the artist fund at the school, which I like the crime connection. Nobody cares really, but me, but uh, (laughs) I do. I think it's interesting, right? So after we get off, definitely look that up. Okay. Um, (laughs) Dirty John is even more interesting because he, people believed it. But, um, anyway, um, 
I totally lost track. Now I'm thinking about Dateline. Uh, visiting artists. Okay. Oh, right. So we had a fund. <laughs> I was in, kind of in charge of inviting artists um, with my small department. And so I thought, well, let's bring some New York artists to the campus because that would definitely, that's what I wanted to show kids and not just look at work in an art book and not just see it online, um, which is really prevalent now, of course, um, but actually meet an artist who's alive and working. Yeah. And a living at it. So I brought, um, William Wegman, the photographer, the oh, dog. Yeah. And he brought a dog and then I thought, let's just shoot high. Right. Cause like, that's what I'm all about is like, just go big or go home. So, um, Will Cotton came and, Oh, I love him. Kids were like, Whoa. I mean, that was a really, he was an eye opener because kids didn't ever thought like Candyland or cotton candy, you know, could be, now he's a professional artist making a living doing it. So I think that definitely um, opened up you know, the minds of a lot of um, people, including me. I thought, wait a minute, this is exciting. <laughs> um, and, um, and we learned about his, you know, what palette he used. And he talked about his process. I always had the artist explain like what they were like when they were in high school and what kind of work they did and maybe have an image to show during a slide talk. So Mm-hmm. I think that's so important because it, it like, especially like for some, but like for us, right? Being from a small town, it seemed like this stuff was happened to other people. Exactly. You know, it just didn't seem like that was a reality. Right. And like my my son's in grade eight now, and I I am trying to, and we live back in this small town, but I'm trying to expose him to as much stuff as possible so that he knows like you can go do all these things. These are just people doing this stuff who were once in high school too. Right. That's great. That's well said. It's like doing what you love to do. Like, yeah. like what, what excites you and it might, it will, it will eventually click. I think. When did you have Will Cotton come? How oh, many God. years ago was that? Yeah, that's a great question. He visited like the same week or two that he got an email from Katy Perry to do the album cover. So that was before the album cover was painted. So he was really the candy landscape guy. He right. wasn't doing as many portraits, but he was, I went, I did a studio visit, of course, before, um, where I was like, like pinch me. I was so excited because he's my idol. Um, and he wasn't even doing, he was, this is way back. So, um, 2008, I want to say. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah. And he, um, he made one of the best slide talks and was so accessible to the kids, um, for obvious reasons, but also I love his technical, um, skill. Oh and, yeah. The classical, you know, classically trained meets, you know, contemporary. Have you seen his latest stuff with the cowboys and unicorns? Yes. Oh and my I, God. Souls. I would love to see that. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm, I'm like stalking that completely. <laughs> um, where is Exeter? It is, uh, 45 minutes North of, um, Boston. Okay. Probably like 15 minutes from the coast. If you rode a bike or something. So okay. Like not the New Hampshire you think of. It's more, and I grew up in the seacoast area too. So you're really near a lot if you want to go and see it. So, okay. Okay. I just was trying to place it so that, yeah, when you were saying that you were bringing people from New York. Um, And so, okay. So you're, you're teaching them how to do all this stuff. You're learning from it too. You've got visiting artists coming. So now are you starting to make your own art? Oh, definitely. Okay. started a, it's funny, I started a portrait, um, advanced portrait class, you know, instead of just painting, instead of taking painting to paint a portrait. So, um, they spend the whole term, like 10 weeks, just finding a model and painting the model. And, um, I made demo paintings for those classes and for, just to have one and to underpaint and kind of get back into it because I brought Will, um, I think maybe he was a huge catalyst because I thought, well, this is, he's doing, doing sketching that kind of reminded me of when I was little, I draw faces and right. yeah. 
liked seeing his drawings especially. So building that bridge from drawing to painting was really neat to kind of dive myself back into, even in my head. Um, yeah, so I... I ended up doing demo portraits and found a, like on Valentine's day, I found a, a student in the hallway who was wearing like Lolita glasses oh, and yeah. I just like stand there and I'm going to take like a few pictures of you real quick. This is before cell phones had the camera. So I was taking SLR pictures yeah. um, fast and I'd find like a light, you know, in the hallway and be like, boom, or I'd go take them outside. Of course, there's so many places you can go. Um, and that was kind of how it started with that one, um, model, one student. She's now, I mean, my goodness, I think she's 28 or 29, but, um, real rebel, like fur coat and this crazy, crazy rebel kind of, you know, definitely a debutante for real had the ringlets on the white gloves. Um, and just at boarding school was this wild child. And that definitely, um, was interesting to me because she was in this place that wasn't, um, she was from New York, but, um, away from her parents. And so she wasn't doing this, you know, um, proper preppy thing and they're very preppy um, yeah that's so cool and that was probably you probably had the same like fascination as you did being from a small town looking at 17 magazine exactly and she was really the muse and I gave her bubble gum at one point so I did a few shoots of her and I didn't really paint any of them I didn't at that time think about pursuing larger scale more complex portraits where there's more than one element like you know I just kind of went with it um kind of another, another research phase, I think, um, for me. So I still have those images and they're just gold. I love them. And, um, I'll never really do anything with them, but they're super interesting. Um, so I, I did a progression of bubble blowing with her, but long story short, I did these, um, these underpaintings and Payne's gray. So they're kind of a Navy blue. And that's because I only had a Payne's gray tube. Like I couldn't find raw umber, which <laughs> is kind of a fun, um, painting. It's funny because years later they sold, they're all gone. Oh. They were in yeah, the I kind of weirdly regret that a little. I needed the money. It was good to get the paint canvases <laughs> or whatever because it's not not easy buying paintbrushes and such. So, but yeah, they're they're living with other families right now. But wow, yeah, it's yeah. hard to let them go sometimes. Yeah, especially that one. But I guess I could, you know, it's meant to be. Yeah, yeah. Rather work out there and have very few paintings in the studio than have a bunch of paintings stacked up. I feel yeah. Like <laughs> like empty like right now I did a clean out two days ago and I thought oh thank god there are a lot of them not here anymore that's good it so, is it's kind of nice to take a deep breath and be like it's all fresh and clean and you can go again it reset for sure yeah so okay so how let's talk about timing how on earth like what's your teaching load right now god not bad um because I've been doing it so long it's not as cumbersome um well it's three four classes so, and there are big breaks too, but it's kind of a relaxed schedule like a college would be. So you have these big gaps of time. Right. It's not, you know, a bell doesn't ring or anything. So, so do you have a studio at school where you can work? I have a studio. They provide housing for you because it's residential. So I have a house that has a room. Okay. And then my, my studio is in New York though, the main studio. So if I do a painting up there, it's little and I can carry it down on the train or in a car or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, so all my work is in the city or in New York where I am right now. Yeah, um, and so, but now like it seems like you're like that show you just had was huge and there was so much work and it seems like you're being quite prolific. And so when yeah. are you doing that? I'm trying to do about eight or nine paintings a year, and I'm making smaller paintings now. So yeah, I just keep making them. It's interesting. They, t I mean, I've given up a lot of like weekends and evenings and fun things, and yeah. <laughs> listen to a lot of crime shows on the TV while I'm painting. Um, <laughs> Me too. I always have crime in the background. 
And then when the piece is done, yeah. I'll look at it and I'll, all I can think about is the murder that took place. Yeah, exactly. I remember the songs that were on the, yeah, everything, the playlist I had or the movie or Same. whatever. Devil Wears Prada has been on a lot. Like Me too. <laughs> we need to be best friends because. No kidding. We're the rainbow girls. We are the rainbow girls. I'm like dead serious about the t-shirt, by the way. I already put <laughs> it down. Um, and my word list. So, Maybe I'll wear that for my TED talk. Um, no, you should. you should. I'll make definitely make you one. <laughs> um, everybody that's listening, um, Tara has a she had in her show in New York that we'll, we'll talk about, and I'm going to put all the images from that show and the stuff you're doing now in a post that goes with this podcast. But um, a lot there's a couple of the girls wearing um, in your portraits wearing a shirt that says "Hell Yes," and so well, I got one, and I'm going to wear it for good. my TED talk. Oh, you got it. That's I got so it. Yes. Yeah. And actually, um, I'm washing it a bunch to like, you know, break down the I, hell yes. Then and DIY it. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, if the, a rainbow girl shirt comes my way, you know. It will. It will. <laughs> it definitely. So you, no, no doubt. Because I actually had rainbow bright. Um, yes. Yeah. I was putting that. Uh, I'm making wallpaper now, like behind little portraits. So I have words that are just like streaming on it. You're making your own wallpaper? You're making wallpaper. <gasps> it's hot definitely hot yeah because my word lists are so delicious and to make a painting for each free like hell yes I, I think of the words about 10 minutes before the shirt I mean I'm real like last minute Lucy with it and it works for some reason so yeah. I over it becomes like ooh. so um yeah these words I just kind of pop them into a document you know like the Louis Vuitton bags that have the color the white they're white but have the color yeah you know if you look at the show at Lions Weir I made a small painting and um which is great. I love the idea of a little, little painting on a big, big, big white wall. I yeah. thought that's interesting. I never had that happen. I felt super cool. And the gallery was so great to work with. They, um, the director said, why don't you take the back, the two walls in the rear of the gallery, the nook, which is actually quite a big nook compared to my studio. And he said, why don't you just do an installation there of anything you want? I thought, oh, wow. So let you, you actually, it's so great. You tap into my stress level. I think, okay, so finishing classes and the paintings, like, you know, what am I going to do? Cause he said solo show. And so I, I got a spot that opened up and I only had a month to get ready. So oh my course God. That was crazy. This is how I tick. It's how I roll. But, um, I thought, okay, we're going to do it. No problem. So I found, um, I had a great number of paintings that could go into it, but they had just been in other shows too. I didn't want to be like, you know, repeating the same work over and over again in shows, um, which is fine, but still I, I wanted some, if I had this opportunity, let's get right. some fresh, cool stuff in there. And if what an opportunity to, that 24th street is just, it's awesome. So yeah. I thought well, to really see this show and not, cause I have this three and a half week window or whatever it was, which is, you know, really over quickly. Yes. So well, yeah. So I thought, well, I'll make one wall. I took all of my studio elements and turn like I, what do, you, what do you call it? Put them on that wall. So I kind of transported my whole studio wall because I have a wall that is so, it's, I'll send you an updated picture of it, but it's so fun. I just kind of like adorn it with these little items. Yeah. And like all the, like the trophies and all that stuff. Like a high school, like a teenager's room. Only yeah. Yes. That's what it totally, it totally reminded me of my shelves. Yeah. 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 So everything's on the wall and there's a garment rack and we thought we'll put a garment rack because my models take t-shirts off and put them on and they pick the one that they really re relate to the most. So I thought, well, the garment would look kind of weird in the gallery. So my husband is like, keep it simple. So, cause he, <laughs> I'll overshoot it and like just be a spaz cake. So, um, so one wall was just taking all my studio on its pushpins, just the way I would masking tape on the wall. And then the other wall had a little painting and I decided to make this wallpaper and got sticky. I have a giant printer, like 
we have one in um, the studio and it's you know, a 40 inch wide, you know, by whatever. It can oh be. my God. So it's really, now I'm addicted to it actually. So yeah, it's an expensive addiction because the paper's not cheap, but it's, it's kind of like what you see in the subways or in, in windows of stores. Oh yeah. You know, and it, it's sticker paper, but it's not cheap. It's really nice. So and it's matte finish. And I just, I typed words that I haven't put, some of them were in the paintings, but then there were words I haven't quite, um, worked through yet, but I thought would be important to see, you know, and read and interact with the paintings and with the show in its entirety. So yeah, I filled that whole wall with, um, just words in different colors all over it. And it, it was so fun to do. And, that, and the, the painting and the wallpaper is actually one kind of thing that you could buy and install in your house. Oh so my thought, God. Right. So I thought that's so, cause installations, I, I enjoy them, but I never felt like I could do one. Well, I was just going to say, have you ever done an installation? No, like in that. fact, I was like, oh, I don't want to make a round thing fit into a square. It just felt like it wasn't me. And then I thought, oh, duh, this is perfect. So, yeah, it really was oh, fun. It, it it was so perfect. I, I did not realize that was you'd never done that before. It seemed literally perfect. I know. So so I want to make a piece and put it behind like little paintings. So it's like a yeah. thing. Oh. I like my whole bathroom and like some kind of word wallpaper. So it's just kind of a nice connection to the paintings that isn't too out there. You can definitely relate it back. And it kind of feel like it's a, you know, you have this pent up need to make work. It kind of gets stuff out of my system that I wanted to see, yes. uh, you know, realized. So that's been definitely a good, good, healthy studio thing too. So yeah, yeah. that's so cool. So how, how much time, oh, like yeah. when you don't have three and a half weeks to put a show together, like how, how much time are you spending in the studio weekly? Like really, um, Oh, that's a great question. Because I do have chunks of time where I do nothing but paint. Um, you know, I can paint for like maybe three to four hours and I need a break. Yeah. So also, the light has to be right or the next day you know, the colors are all wrong and it was a waste of time. Yeah. So early in the morning and then like afternoon till about four. But I would say two to three hours a day. or And for that show, the weekends were 12 hours each at least. Like, yeah. Through it. Um, and like I said, working at night, I could paint something like a background or like a like lettering, for example, solid color, anything that was solid, I could do. Right. But not skin tones and all of that. Once the face is nailed, I'm good. And I actually, this is where the spaz cake thing comes in. I thought, Oh, I'll just do another shoot (laughs) and did it. And then haven't had a new, um, it's called Lone Ranger. So I had a model come in who I painted before and she, I had a Lone Ranger. I like the idea of, um, having a, a female interpretation or take on Lone Ranger and see where that would go. Yeah. Is that the one with the cowboy hat over yeah. her boobs? Yep. Definitely. Yep. She, she, that was her idea, the model. Oh. Cause that's like kind of, she's into like female empowerment and coming of age concepts. And I painted her twice before. So I thought, Oh wow, this is perfect. And she's definitely, um, really rebel, crazy cool. And she understands contemporary art. Her parents are collectors and she really understands, um, a lot about, you know, what makes artists make work. So she, well, was, I was going to ask you that too. Where do you get your models from? Find them. And they actually, you know, I just kind of know it's the right person. And she's, a. Her, do, you, like, like, do you do a call, like a casting call or do you just like watch for people? No, I just write a, like a DM, like, Oh, Hey, oh, okay. Know, I work. And uh, so I, I find them and actually two of them were in that runway show that I'm sure we'll get to soon. Oh, um, yeah. I found them that way, but other ones, um, yeah, just through the art world, like somebody might have a daughter or, you know, I'll see like a young person. I'd chase somebody down the street in Tribeca um, to have them 
posed and I gave my card and I never have cards on me and vowel bringing with me and never do. And I had a card that day that was good. And then I said, you know, most of them have actually written back. I've had good luck, but I'll have a specific painting in mind usually too. Mm-hmm. So a Lone Ranger, like I knew I wanted the Lone Ranger hat and I knew it, but a, what, if you asked me, like, I didn't have a plan for what it right. would look like. I knew she was going to bring a lot to it, but I did think that it would be kind of a, you know, t-shirt or a hell yes and cheering skirt. I have a lot of cheerleading skirts. I have so many. Um, I knew that she'd wear a skirt. I wanted that on her. Um, but other than that, I didn't know where it would go. So she definitely, but I like the, the little headband, the striped sweatband. Yeah. yeah. Cause that brings it back, you know, all these elements. I think of these elements in my head. Like I was, you know, I'll, I'll think, Oh, in fact, I had this, idea this morning about something where I wanted to combine this and that and the other thing because I think it's such a weird mashup that it works so I liked having that element and it kept it yeah like you're kind it's like a collision of decades kind of exactly exactly and I like that whole crash and there really isn't much lettering in there but the um there's a rainbow in it actually in that painting and um the hair bands yeah does she have hair bands no 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 sorry sorry the The headband is a rainbow orange yup and then the two wristband hair bands on her wrist oh okay Shadow is purple. So there's a rainbow hidden in it, but she does her own makeup. She went to makeup school too. That's another reason why I thought she would be a good um, person to paint because her, she has an Instagram for her own makeup and for, you know, um, just her visual sensibility is so, such a click with me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. She, she's, she seems like she would be such a good muse for you. Like she's kind of, and just like her, uh, the expression on her face, like she just gets it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'll send my models a little, like a film clip or like pictures on my phone, a PDF of different screenshots I've done. Um, pictures, so they get the sense or the vibe of what the shoot will be, at least makeup wise. I don't touch anybody's face or hair. They do all their own hairstyling makeup. Oh. So yeah. And I, sometimes I'll think, Ooh, why did you do that with your hair? But then, <laughs> you know, there's been one case and then it was actually, now it's one of my favorite paintings. So sometimes braids will look, I'll think, Hmm, I don't really picture braids for this, but that's good. I didn't because it actually, the, the model is going to respond better if they like how they look. Yes. So if you make makeup and they do their hair, they're in to, they're totally confident. And you're going to get a better, it's going to be a more respectful um, situation. And also just they feel, when you, if you have your photo taken and you like how you look, you're really, you're happy. Yeah, so, yeah. And you, you, yeah, you, all of their paintings, they have so much confidence and you want them to have the confidence. Yeah. And they're confident girls too. I mean, I think, actually there are a couple of two really interesting stories. One, um, at Exeter, they have superlatives, and this is years ago, but um, I think 2007 or eight, maybe later. Actually, no, what am I saying? Maybe like four years ago. And the student was voted most likely to be a trophy wife in the school newspaper. Yeah. Thought, uh, whoa. So in the school newspaper, I thought, oh, the school newspaper exists. Okay, so I'm just going home painting, as you know. And I read it, and the superlatives are all like satirical, wacky. And I thought, this is not your normal yearbook school. You know, these are. Yeah. <laughs> different animal here and very sophisticated kids and it was obviously not it's not shedding a great light on this kid but I can see why she got it um how did she feel about it she loved it okay um, so I, I thought well I could paint you in the trophy wife in a t-shirt that says trophy wife which in within that copper was it cooper black font <clears throat> actually looks funnier to yes. see it kind of bubble font so um printed that on a t-shirt and then got some weird like athletic shorts from their vintage. So I think they might be from the school gym and the schools from 1871. You'll find or 1781, I think 
oh my God. So yeah, you find a lot of stuff that's just over the years accumulates. So it's an authentic pair of gym shorts from the seventies. And I don't, I think it might be on my website and I had, I had to go downtown to the local salon to get a blowout. So only real housewivesy blowout. And yeah. And then she came back. It's very funny. And um, there are actually tours going through the school when, this, when I was doing the shoot too. Oh, <laughs> this is like weird. Cause I was actually using a photo backdrop in my camera and a light to get really the better situation in terms of, you know, lighting to paint with, but, um, or paint. And I got an Amazon gigantic ring, you know, those. Oh lights. yeah. 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 So that was the first time I'd actually used like, ordering online and finding a prop, um, just to kind of make sure it was obvious. I was pushing this to this, like, create version of itself level and not just painting an authentic trophy wife. You know? Oh my God. And then on the tour, they're like, here's one of our teachers exploiting a student. <laughs> and then there's self-awareness that she had, but also didn't have. So that, that made it really fun too. So kind of like playing dress up and kind of making, you know, expressions and poses. So the models do all the poses. I really kind of, it's, it's, a, it happens during the shoot. A lot of the how time. many how many shots do you think oh. that you take during a shoot? Oh God, oh, this is my this is something I need to improve on. Um, I've taken for a recent shoot I did. This is so embarrassing. I did like there were three models, six thousand pictures, but that's not even reasonable. Um, but I think for the <laughs> maybe like between five hundred and a thousand usually, and then I kind of bang it down. And I've had good luck with that because I'll also uh, just to maybe. How do you go through all of that to pick the one you're going to use? Well, I divide them into like chapters with different um, looks. So it's probably like five looks. So to answer the question more accurately, I would say it's maybe 100 to 150 of each look because they change their looks throughout it. Is this why your husband told you not to go overboard at the show? That yes, exactly. And I listen to me defending why it was good to take all those pictures. I still stand by it. But, um, you know, it's your process. You do what you do. But I'm del- I don't need to go click, 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 click. Like, I, you know, it's okay. Like, it's not going to be that different five frames later. Like, so I don't know. I think it's just excitement of the moment. Um, so I'm getting better at that. That's definitely something that, because it's just taking too much time to look through them. But I'm always afraid, oh, I don't want to miss that one thing because they're doing so much. And a professional model moves quickly. They will move more frequently. And because right. they know they're changing. And so when it's someone who's not a professional model, you're getting this more like, straightforward, not moving too much. And I controlled it. Whereas, you know, really my models in New York are the ones who just do so many different poses that it's so much fun because you, you don't know what you're going to get. And right. it's all one pose is amazing. And I think, Oh my God, that's the one. Then, you know, five minutes later is a better one, then a better one, then a better one. Then I'm like dying. It's like so- taking a picture of a sunset and it's like, it's just well, getting better. Exactly, exactly. Usually. And you know, the one that's going to be the one too, but yeah. I do it. And I take it. And at the end of the shoot, you get some really good stuff. It's crazy. I let them do their own thing at the end. And then I, um, I send them all the photos. So they have them. So it's, that's usually with that, with the trade. I've paid models like small, small fees sometimes too, but it's really case by case. It depends on who it is. But yeah, recently I just find people that I think also they, I like that they embody things that I believe in too. So usually it's a, I'll have coffee with them or I'll meet them ahead of time, you know, so it's not just awkward and cold. Right. Um, talk about the shoot and whatnot. So, and I think for the prep school painting, um, that Ashley Longshore has. That yeah, painting, yeah. So cool. Cause that was one of the first paintings I did. Um, the model had to watch Royal Tannenbaums and look at the Margot character. Oh, I so, am Margot every year for Halloween. Oh, are you the yeah. finger? No yeah. finger right? I know. I just wear a glove and then tape the finger. Yeah. 
love that. Oh my God. So, um, yeah, she's incredible. And the student had no idea what that movie was. That's even cooler that most of my models don't necessarily know what they are doing. <laughs> like, cause right. there's us. So I lately, I don't feed them as much. I just have a table with like, kind of like a silver platter of props, um, that they can put on and I don't overload it because then it just doesn't make any sense, but I'll put out different little things I order, which I get so excited when they arrive in the mail. Like I, I die because it's what I, like, I think well, a green, you know, the plastic visors, those visors. Yes. I have a green and a red one. Okay. I'm dying. I'm painting those soon. Um, already painted one person in that. And it's so, cause they're actually technically painting through that clear plastic that's colored is kind of fun, but then it, it also casts a tone on their face. Yeah. So basically I'm trying to get better. I just wrote about um, a ceramicist who, um, she does these ceramic women that, you know, look like the old school, like, like Roman sort of, um, but they're wearing like chains and, and there's one with a red visor. I know I saw that. Claire Partington, her name is. And, and so, yeah, do you now, okay. So you buy all these props. Do you ever wear them? Sometimes I the the one the little terry cloth ones around the head I love those like and they have the next opening I'll wear one of those I've worn the t-shirts I'm not it's funny I don't want to wear the t-shirts my husband always says I'll wear the t-shirt to open and I wear it around and I, I for some reason it doesn't feel right but the prop on the head I like the little headband yeah um, definitely and wristbands but um yeah now and then now and then now and uh, then now maybe a visor maybe throw on a visor visor's cool yeah I lo- really like those yeah. It's like a, any one right now on the floor. Did you uh, have those shorts when you were a kid that were terry cloth? Yes. Oh God, yes. And with like the rainbows up the side, or like the um, the onesie, like the jumpsuits, you know. That one. I also was the kind of kid that took the t-shirt and pulled it through. Pulled the. Oh yes. And mm-hmm. so it looks like there's a knot in the middle, but you just kind of, you know, you pull it up through and pull it. I, I did that a lot. Me too. And I, you know what? You know what else I used to do because. I didn't have a ton of money and my parents were like, I am, we are not spending money on Benetton and Esprit and whatever. I used to get like tank tops. Like if we went to Vancouver or somewhere that was big and had those stores, I would buy something from their um, discount bin and then I would take the label off and then sew it to my backpack or like sew it to like, like a polo shirt or whatever so that it looked like I had. Oh, that's actually a thing. That's cool. Right. That that could be a thing. Yeah. it goes back to the patches too. Yes, right? And people are like, oh my God, is that in the spree backpack? And I was like, totally, but it wasn't. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. It was a hack. It was a bit of an 80s hack. No, it's brilliant. Actually brilliant. Oh Thank, my God. You. Thank you. Thank um, you. What were we talking about? Oh yeah. You know, I was going to ask you, um, okay, so photo, shoot, photo shoots with models is an excellent segue into seeing your text shirts go down a runway. Oh God! I saw that on Instagram, and I was like, "What happened there?" I, I say the same thing. What happened there? Like that was very. That was like I learned so much. Um, it was sort. You know, the fashion world. You hear, you see, you know, that Project Runway show. You see anything happen. It seems like they're just crashing everything together at the last minute. You know, it's very stressful. And it definitely is. I was so excited. <laughs> it, I was. It was like a little kid in a candy store mixed with going to prom. You know, and it felt like going to prom because they gave me a front row seat. Like in the oh center. And I thought, oh, and I was looking around and what I learned and I was warned about, and I got to go backstage too. Um, what I was warned about is that it's only about eight or nine minutes and it's over. So all that work and everything is they, they walk, the songs play and it's done. And wow. then you think what happened. But I, the, the exciting part is so, so many layers of it were exciting. Um, was, well, Michelle is just the coolest Michelle, Michelle Smith. And, um, 
I was excited because she had just painted, she had just um, designed the dress that was on Michelle Obama in the um, Flotus portrait. Oh, that, that quilt looking. Yeah. Yeah. She designed that dress. Um, and it was an Amy Sherald's painting. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I met her through a friend of a friend and then we followed each other on Instagram. And then, you know, she said, Oh, let's do a collaboration. And I thought, Oh, she'll want me to do like a painting for her store. I don't know. Like I was being very basic about it. And she's like, no, we'll collaborate on, on wearables on t-shirts and then, you know, go from there. And I thought, Oh my God. So that I was already excited at that point. So then she came over to my studio, um, in the city and we did like a pre-meet and then she came over for, Oh God, maybe till like two in the morning, one afternoon and one evening to print all the prototypes. But we decided on simple words. So ha ha ha, love, 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 just really accessible, kind of universal, um, really inclusive and optimistic, um, vibes of what we're going for. And, um, so she, we actually collaborated on the kind of the look of things. So she wanted to go for the nineties, big oversized sweatshirt thing with sneakers and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I had some t-shirts and then some, you know, we had various tank tops and such. But, um, so once they were all printed, that was that. And they were put in a box and the, the whole, you wouldn't believe the studio. There must've been about, oh my God, a hundred of these drying, but there's not, this is a very small room. So, I mean, <laughs> but not touching each other, you know, cause they can't touch each other cause the ink is wet and a blow dryer can't get this done in time. So all these factors, logistical factors were just kooky. And I, but I live for that of course. And so does she. So anyway, but I don't know if I'm like jumping over stuff too much, but the, um, we picked out the color combos and then she decided to like print the love screen twice. So it had six vertical loves, you know, Oh and- yes. Mm-hmm. How printed the screen, printing the screen more than once is something that you know, duh, of course, you can do that. But she said, Well, why don't we print it twice? And I thought, You're a genius. So, anyway, it was very simple and fun and cool. And really, I've always um, considered fashion designers artists, just like I think oh, yeah. like Zeppelin's one of my favorite artists, too. So, music and writing and all that. Um, John, no, Cameron Crowe's another artist I love, so they don't have to be necessarily painters. Um, so I really value what she does and um, love that latest, that line that she did for that show, but I didn't know what it looked like. So we made these t-shirts and I thought she'd have models just wearing the shirt down the runway, uh, like basic approach and it'd be bold and visible. I guess I missed the memo on the fact that she's matching this with her collection. So, cause I'm so in my studio and with her, with these designs and she was thinking about how that then becomes synthesized with what she designed over the course of a year almost. So she had neon, um, kind of flowy neon dresses and meshes and, um, bright colors and, um, mesh that kind of went over some of my designs. So you wow. could see, I, but I didn't know what they looked like. So when they came down, of course the first few models come out and I thought, okay, what if they cut them from the show, which they could have done? You never know. Like right. Movie, yeah. Honest, I'm not, but I mean, you, you get cut out of the movie. So I thought, all right, well, I need to be ready. And if you one teeny little t-shirt tied around a waist, you know, like it might not come up. Don't get upset. But anyway, <laughs> Really excited me though when I first got there. Um, backstage was all so that that's a whole other conversation too. This the models getting ready and I painted two of those models since. Um, but, I was going to ask that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh god. Um, and they really, really, really understood the work because they were part of the show. But I, I was so excited because Michelle really did um, incorporate them in a very substantial way. So anyway, the, we got there and um, 
I got my little assigned seat and I felt really cool and uh, sitting in the front row, you know, didn't know anybody. And, um, every single person at the show got, um, a ha 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 t-shirt, like it, it rolled up with a black satin bow on it. I thought, Oh my God, everybody has my shirt. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So that was, that was the favor you got was an actual shirt, a t-shirt. And it was the long kind of a nineties long t-shirt oversized so it could fit you know it's, it's unisex it's for everybody and <clears throat> it's not meant for like just small skinny people or just like you know just girls or just boys it was this universal thing um so that is how it started and I thought oh good this is going to be a definite like a good day right so <laughs> walking the music's like boom boom I felt so cool anyway um people there were wearing my shirt too so she put shirts on people in the audience to like the audience um people that attended yeah to see I saw the shirt for the first time waiting for the elevator on this guy I know he's not a model but he was with models and everyone's taller than me I'm only five two everyone there was like huge tall and as another aspect and um she uh, this guy rather had um the ha 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 shirt on with a blazer and these like black skinny pants and he looked so chic I thought oh my god so I said that's my shirt like I gotta say that and that felt so seeing art you know on people or seeing part of my artwork on people was a totally different experience because it's not on a wall static it's moving around yeah interacting with it so that the, when they came down the runway wearing it I thought oh my god I kept the phone still but I was like shaking I was like okay get the movie get the movie when in fact there are 20,000 people filming the thing but um <laughs> really, really neat to see, um, that come to life. And again, it's over so fast. So it's so different from showing your work in a gallery, say, um, it kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, art can be shown and worn and, you know, interacted with or adorned in different, you know, venues and in different nets. So yeah, it was super exciting. And I, yeah, I look back on it and I remember every little minute of it, of course, but I'd love to do another collaboration with somebody. Yeah, else. I bet you will. That is the coolest thing. And, um, what if Seventeen magazine wrote about it? Seventeen or Teen Vogue? You're right, exactly. I know. Full yeah. circle. And also, if you, Mark Jacobs is doing a really neat, because I'm, you know, Instagram, I just look at it so often. Um, little campaigns that look like my paintings. Sometimes I'll see something and think, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was going to do. So there's definitely parallels between, you know, because I style my. Mm-hmm. And that, that styling aspect is interesting to me. So that you know, definitely lends itself well to. Yeah. Well, and I love that Ashley bought one. Um, I know. I tagged her when I, when I wrote about you the other day, because I was like, oh my God, she's going to love this. And the next thing I know, she bought one and um, she told me, she's like, you are costing me a fortune. Stop tagging me and all this stuff. Well, she's really like, she's such a hero of mine. And I, I was just, you know, it was like a crazy out-of-body experience. Like, wait a minute, she wants it for me. Like, I'm so, I'm well, so did fun. you see that she judged um, Project Runway? Yeah, oh. I did. I did. And she did that Christian Siriano. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was the artist in residence at New York Fashion Week. Like, you guys are very, like, yeah. simpatico. Yeah, I'd like to just hang out with her. You probably won't see me for days if I did that. I know. I've actually, like, yeah. we we consider each other friends, but we have actually never even met. Oh, really? No. Oh and so, um, yeah, we that would just imagine a weekend. Oh, my God. If you let Ashley into your studio with all those props, I can't even imagine what would happen. I actually, no, we did a quick phone call, and I said, you definitely, if you're in New York, come over and just, oh, can you, I can't, that would be great. I that wish I had come over when I was there last weekend. I know. I thought about that, and I saw food poisoning. I thought, oh, no. Yeah, but it, you, was yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> I had, I was there for work, but I had um, a chunk of time, like quite a bit of time actually, where um, I could have gone like and done studio visits. I could have gone to art shows. And instead I slept from 1 p.m. until 4.30 a.m. until I had to leave for my flight and, and just threw up occasionally through that time. I'm so sorry. Then a flight, of course, doesn't. And then a flight, and then everybody's all coronavirus scared, so you can't look pale or or. Oh my God, masks on. Yeah, because people were like, you know, I I sort of said something to the, to the lady about you know having some space, like if I could have like just so I could sleep, and she's like, Are you not well? Are you ill? Because if you are ill, I have to report it. And I was like, No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I was, you know, oh my God, I was driving on the Amtrak and I sneezed because all of, uh, this is awful, all of the um, cleaning agent, you know, or the Pirelli kind of, yeah. it just triggered a sneeze and I thought, oh no, like, yeah, so. I know, I sneezed on the plane too, like just because it, the light was bright or whatever and I sneezed and everyone just was like, <gasps> and I said really loud, I was like, I swear to God, it was just a random sneeze and everyone started laughing because. Well, that, yeah, and you have to do that. Yeah. Where people's brains start going crazy. A, a little, like, I don't think it was a fly. It might have been a fly. Something flew in my mouth. I was walking down the street. You know, that happens. Yeah. I don't know. And I started, you know, and I thought, uh-oh. Yeah, so yeah. it's definitely. People are going to tackle you. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more thing I want to ask you about before we do the not-so-speedy speed round. Okay, speaking of Studio 54 underpants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There is a piece on your Instagram that has some Studio 54 action, and I'm pretty yes. sure it's Brooke Shields. Is it 100% Brooke Shields, yes. Okay. And then I saw another picture of you with Brooke Shields. Do you know oh, Brooke Shields? I, I know her. Um, I actually, it's funny because when I was a little kid, like I would draw her face to learn how to draw faces. Like I saw that's been, crazy. She's such a, you know, my God, what an icon, right? Oh, like um, Blue Lagoon. I don't yeah. know how many times I watched Blue Lagoon. Oh, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, her just visually and just my whole childhood. Yeah. You know, she's so seventies and eighties. Yeah. Short, and the yeah. Jeans. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I had those ads. I, I actually had the jeans. I mean, I bought them. This leads up to what your question was, but in 1981, I think I had all I wanted because we didn't have much money. All I wanted was a pair of those Calvin Klein jeans. And I'm sure my parents had to save and save and save and save and save. And finally, like I had a birthday and I got, no, back to school. I got the jeans, like the ones, 81, the, the first year they were like, boom. And Gloria Vanderbilt, I like the little, you know, the swan on there. I like that. But I, the Calvin Klein ones were at another level. I could tell even though I was 11, I knew. Because I thought I had a body. <laughs> I was like a little boy. But I wanted these little, tiny, I, they must have made them little, I guess, because I was really little. Um so I got the jeans and I loved the, like, I felt so cool. And, um, and I loved all those ads and the ones on TV, you know, the ones that were banned. Yeah. I, saw, well, I loved all that stuff. I thought that's great. These jeans are great. Um, and she's such a great model too, but I, I bought them because I wanted the, I liked the, the lettering on the, <laughs> yeah. I did. I thought this is so interesting. So, and then the ads made them look the way I wanted to look. So, um, even though I'm like this little tiny thing. And so I went on a bike ride and got hit by a car. This is, really weird story. So I, I was little, um, you know, little tiny bikes out of the road and a car, you know, went off the side of, you know, back roads, little small town. And I got hit, hit and run. I still don't know who did it, but oh my god! no, I got propelled off the bicycle. It was like a really cool, um, blue, you know, 10 speed. And so again, growing up with very little means, this is my bike. It's like my, my Porsche. Is my yeah, car. exactly. I'm excited. I'm probably going to get candy at the store and nothing really huge. And, um, so anyway, yeah. And I, my lower leg was shattered, completely shattered. And still I can't feel it from the knee down on my left leg. I was in cast for a year, but, um, 
really my parents were just a mess, but I was excited because I was getting toys, you know, because we were that age. We were still getting little like, oh, wow, a Cruella Caddy, you know, and so I had to stay home from school, but I got all this like homework at home. And so, but that now, of course, if that happened, it's a different, different deal. Being little, it's, you're more resilient. But um, I, so I fell on the ground, not to get gross, but like I'm on the ground and like, like my legs broken a lot. And, um, but the, I have the jeans on and when the ambulance came, they cut the jeans. No. And I, that's when I started freaking out. I, th- and I was in shock, I'm sure, from yes. the, you know, my bone, like was I, the pieces of it in my pocket. Oh, and stuff. oh my God. My college roommate has that. I won't talk about it. But I was in shock. So I, your body protects you. So I was like, all right. And the minute they cut the jeans, I thought, oh, this is like, I mean, I, there are no words. I was just so upset. And that's all I could talk about. So anyway, these jeans mean a lot to me. But um, <laughs> the back to the Brooke Shields thing. So anyway, I um, after doing the collaboration, with Michelle Smith, um, and the fashion week thing, like, I kind of thought, you know, I can go back to what I'm doing or continue to work with somebody else, you know, and kind of like make things more, I don't know, interesting or do something that no one's ever done. That is totally me to the core. So Mm -hmm. I found her, I asked, um, Michelle, if she knew her, you know, do you know Brooke Shields? Cause I thought, what the heck, I'll see if I could paint her, you know, that'd be great. Um, and so she said, yeah, I threw a friend of a friend, the email was sent and then, um, introducing us and then Brooke wrote back oh I'd love to do a project collaboration I love your work and this is great and da 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 and that was it and she is like she's a class act nicest person in the world um really respects artists going back to Keith Haring I mean she's really her so much of her um life especially when she was like you know like the face of the 80s yeah she was constantly interacting with artists so and I think she has a collection in her house of like things that Keith Henry made for her or just really respects what artists do and kind of thought yeah I will work with you you're a painter and so she supports artists that way and she's on the board of um the academy New York Academy of Art oh okay it's very very um cares a lot about people who you know are making paintings and making art and values that so that was also I think uh, that was why it really worked out as well as it did. So anyway, she came over and we, um, yeah, there, these paintings will be shown. I don't know where, but we're we're trying to figure that out. Um, I'm making a series of maybe like eight or nine of them. Oh my God. And they're underway right now. Not posting them because it's going to make it secret. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You have to tell me when and where that is showing and I will do a gigantic post about it when you're ready. Yeah, I can't. You know, it's funny because I, when it happened a year ago, I did the shoot and I kept it really quiet because she, you know, I didn't want, yeah. She's so, I mean, kids who are in like the eighth grade know who she is. I mean, right. I, yeah. Young kids today know who she is. So I didn't want, I wanted to be very cautious about, you know, posting or whatever. And she went to my opening. I thought, what? I, so yeah, good. I saw that picture and I was like, hold the phone. Yeah, hold the phone. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're trying to, um, trying to figure out again, like where to do it. But just right now I'm just making the paintings. I usually, as you can tell from this whole conversation, I jump ahead too fast. And I thought a year ago, Oh, I'll get those all done and we'll have a show next spring. Well, actually the spring is not looking too hopeful for exhibitions anyway. Yeah. You know what? It's a blessing. You've got, you've got more time now. Yeah. Like glasses, like I can see the positives and that that's definitely one of them. Yeah. To make them the right way and the way I want. But yeah, so that, that's the first painting I did from the series. And I posted that one, um, which is now done, but I'm just going to post them all when they're all um, yeah. ready. Did you let her do the same thing? Did she get the props yeah. table? Yeah. She actually brought a bag of stuff and, um, which I was so excited about. Cause I just thought I was lucky. Oh my God. Did she bring jeans? Fine time. Oh, I don't know. To be determined. Um, yeah, that's, probably yeah and um so she 
I'm so bad. I usually spill stuff. So, um, but all this kind of fun stuff from her childhood and from uh, college and like, even like a, a t-shirt that, um, with Keith Haring's face on it that she wore at Princeton and different things that remind her of the eighties. It was her idea to rewind. Actually, I missed the big thing here. Her, she wrote me an email saying, let's maybe focus it on the eighties. Cause that was the decade I'm like best known for. So, which is true. So, um, we kind of, that was a good focus for it. Wow. And, uh, so we kind of, so the eighties is such a, that's my, the vibe of my paintings anyway. So I had a lot of props already here and I got some crazy like lightning bolt earrings and leg warmers. Those were new to it. Um, bubble gum. She can blow bubbles better than anybody. I've seen a lot of people blow bubbles a lot. And my models always like they struggle and it's awkward and their, their face looks really weird, you know, Yeah. document the pre bubble, which is not fun to, you know, nobody wants to look like that. Um, and, but <laughs> And the actual bubble is hard to sustain. You know, it's like a muscle, mouth muscle thing. Her bubbles were like, boom. Like she had gone to bubble school. It was weird. <laughs> God, those bubbles. Like, because we have like my, my husband, who was an artist as well. And he was just, what he's seen every shoot. And he thought, my God, that is the winner of the bubble blowing on. <laughs> Globally. Um, yeah. So she was just really fun to work with and just super really understands what an artist does. And, um, you know, definitely is letting me do my thing. And, but we're, we're in touch, of course, to, and she gave me input on what images she was excited about. And, um, but what a nice, just really great to meet somebody who, you know, you see and don't know, and then you find out they're such a nice person. Isn't that nice? It's so, it, I mean, that is generally how it works. It's just so sad and disappointing when you idolize someone and they turn out to be an asshole. I uh, know exactly. That's exactly. the worst. Yep. It's yep. heartbreaking. So I'm so glad she's nice. I, I always thought she would be. Yeah, and just really, um, and she's fifty-four, like like the wow. T-shirt. Wait, oh my God! <gasps> I, well, I know. So that's kind of exciting. There but are I, a lot of full circles in this conversation. I know, I know. And she, um, you know, she pulled that T-shirt off the rack. So I had things out for her to look at. Um, but the process of doing the shoot, she just grabbed things and she styled her own. She did everything. That, so that was even that was just very cool. I thought too because she she did the, her poses. Of course, are you know killer. Yeah. How so you're doing eight or nine? How many are done now? Oh, I have uh, three and a half to four done, and, and then you're a bunch on the go kind of thing. Yeah, I'm gonna do smaller ones too. Yeah, I'm learning if I do small, it's a very simple thing. I don't know how I missed this, but doing smaller paintings is really good. And I tend to just go big because I want to include so much information, right? We need to do that so I can still get my kind of vibe across without always having words on a t shirt showing. You know, well, yeah, be- now that you know about you know doing a wall of installation stuff, you can do your small painting and then just fill it with props. Exactly, exactly. So I was really, yeah, so it was, that was such a wonderful, it made, it made me feel validated in terms of my process and you know working with somebody who's really so art literate and so culturally you know aware so that was huge Uh, okay I have two things to say about that one if you could please plan this opening for the fall because I'll be in New York in the fall that would be great okay yes thank you um and also did you tell her about your your jeans broken leg story you know what I don't think I did I don't think I did oh god you gotta tell her I don't think I told her about She probably people. listens to this podcast. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> she doesn't, she will be. I'm going to tell her. That, that, that story, it's such a huge part of my life. Yeah, that, wow. Yeah, that's... I, don't know, I, I miss doing that too. Well, you guys were busy. You had a shoot. You had 6,000 photos to take. Yeah, and plus she has, um, you know, I didn't know how much time she had, and I was just so grateful that there was a 
time where we both had, you know, yeah. schedule. No, you take that opportunity and you run with it. Definitely, definitely. And she's just such a fun model. To really, really understood my work and got in the head of it. Which, yeah, well, you guys, like, what a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, that's a literally, like, just such a perfect collaboration. And I'm so I'm beyond excited. I don't want to sleep. I could just paint that. I know. Sleep. Like, my heart is racing and I'm not even involved. <laughs> no, I actually forgot that was on the, on my Instagram. But yeah. So. Well, and I knew right away that it was her and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like inspired by it. And then I see the picture of you guys together at, at the opening okay. and I was like, oh, okay, right. okay. Right. Let's put this on the list of questions to ask. Yeah, yeah no, cool. cool. <laughs> Being an eighties yeah. child that I am, I need to know that kind of, and, yeah. and like a TV aholic. I also need, yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. Um, do you know the work of, um, Stephanie Vovis? She's a, a photographer in LA. I don't think so. She's a really good friend of mine. And, um, you actually remind me of her, just even like how you look and stuff. And she, all of her photography is very like Charlie's Angels. And um, you guys would be fast friends. Oh, I'm going to send you a link to her work because I think you would love it. Oh, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I've had you on here for so long. I've got to let you get back to your day, but I have okay. to ask you not so speedy speed round questions. Okay. Okay. You uh, ready? Yeah, definitely. This is actually a perfect segue. Number one, what's your favorite kind of bubble gum? Oh, <laughs> do you um, chew gum? You know, I don't, I don't. As a kid, I think, what did I have? I don't think they had a wide selection at my store. I liked when it was watermelon. Oh, me too. Oh, or grape. Oh, I liked grape. Yeah, grape. like the watermelon because I like the smell and I, other kids didn't really have watermelon. I always liked to have like the weird thing nobody else had. Mm -hmm. I liked the yeah, What definitely. were the ones that had the cartoons in them? <gasps> oh, bazooka. Yeah. yeah like though it's very hard it was very hard but I liked I liked that there was a little comic yeah. in it when they changed their logo I was devastated yeah. recently I don't know if you know that I'm such a, a nerd but yeah they they changed what that looks like the old one was the cool one yeah why why change these things I don't understand no but yeah I love I but I would say like the watermelon one and um was there something you could were there bubblegum cigars and things like that yes yes yeah, there used to be like a um they were cigarettes and they were like lined with like icing sugar. So if you puffed yeah. on them, the smoke would come out. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought yeah. those were the coolest things. I would yeah. puff on them. And like my parents bought them for me. Yeah, me too. I know. You know, when I was, um, oh, I can't believe you brought that up. When I was little, like super little, like before the broken leg, I would go because we lived near the beach and there was a kind of a boardwalk that wasn't, you know, you, if you were a parent, you wouldn't want your kid to, walking this boardwalk, <laughs> which made it more exciting. But I was dropped off there with other kids. Um, I mean, oh God, we're so little. I mean, it's the kind of age where, you know, if you're a girl, you could take your shirt off and be fine. Like right, that right. little. <laughs> yeah. I was like little tiny sneakers with a rubber toe and, you know. Yeah. Wrong. And your parents are just dropping you off. And it I was a different time. Okay. Yeah. Go on. And I somehow hijacked some eyeshadow or something. Yeah, and I, did. I, I'm sure people walking by were, I mean, I, I thought that I was like 19, you know, the way that I have, I thought if I put on eyeshadow and I put on some makeup and I, you know, if I hold this like little cigarette, people are going to think I'm 19. I really thought that. And so I had this little, I had a magnifying glass that we would try to light cigarettes on the ground. Yeah. Okay. That happened, not that trip, but on the playground because teachers smoked, you know, and you could like, yeah. Anyway. So back at the beach, um, the, those cigarettes with the poof. Yeah. And you had to time it. So you had we did enough puffs in public so people thought it was real. Yeah, because you could you could do one big puff and it would be gone. Yeah, exactly. You'd have to like you'd have to sort of um, stretch it out as best you could. And they were actually glamorous too. Um, yeah. you had cigarettes back then and ads yeah. for cigarettes. 
tennis players that smoke after I mean, you probably remember those ads like I do. And I actually am starting a Virginia Slims series. You know, like um, you've come a long way, baby. Remember those ads? Yes. Okay. Like, I, in fact, I found my models are biting stuff. Like they bite or try to smoke a lollipop. Oh, so was, okay. Yes. Yeah. Like you've come a long way, baby, kind of like biting, like smoking different things. I don't know. It's something I've been into lately, but anyway. Well, I like, I fully remember that and thinking I was very, very cool as well. Oh yeah. And then I look at pictures and I'm like, wow, I looked like a boy. It's the people walking by me that must have been dying. Like, oh Well, God. you know what? There were probably many other children looking exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The 70s. Exactly. I used to smuggle makeup out of my house. Well, when I was in Girl Guides and Brownies. Do you guys have brownies? Oh, God, yes. Okay. So when I was in Brownies, so I would have been like six or seven. The older girls, um, they would go across when the brown owl wasn't looking, they would sneak across the street to the pharmacy and buy these 25 cent um, lip glosses. Oh, and they were all different. They remember they were, it was like foam at the top. Like it was like sponge at the top and you would squish it on your. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they had all, they were flavors, right? So there was orange and strawberry and whatever. And so somehow I had 25 cents at home and I snuck it to brownies and I gave it to one of the older girls so that when they crossed the road to get it and they got me bubblegum flavored lip gloss and I was like six or seven. And I just remember thinking, well, I could probably get my own apartment now. Well, yeah, you do. You really think like you're done. <laughs> I'm oh, done. I'm good. Life had. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh my. God. <laughs> oh God. We need to get together in person and just. I know. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So yeah. So if you guys, if you and Brooke can just get together, get this all done, yeah. uh, to time it when I'm there, that would be perfect. Okay. Oh, see, this is why it's the not so speedy speed round. So yeah, with me, it's never gonna. I'm gonna go on up on a tangent. Okay. Every me too. Day. So that was the only, that was the first question. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's see if you remember this. Number two. Who was your first slow dance with? God, this is so funny. Um, school dances, when I was in middle school, like you, you know, it's arms, like elbows are not bent. It's right. arms. Right, yes, oh, totally. Yeah. Yep, love it. Everyone's wearing Levi corduroy, so you all look the same. Um, I We had a Valentine's Day dance in the sixth grade. I wore this Izod Lacoste when it was the same company, yeah. the alligator, on a red, a red dress that like went, you know, almost to my knee. I thought... I've merged the like look of, you know. Yeah. It's all coming I, together. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I went to that dance. I danced with somebody um, and his name is Darren. And he actually, um, since then he's gone to prison. I mean, I was really into the bad boys back then, I think, uh, but it was just very quick, of course. And I don't even, I think I asked or not dared to ask him, but he's very good looking, you know, very, but um, yeah. So that, it was definitely like a bad boy who kind of looked that part. Oh my um, God. <laughs> Do you remember what the song was? Oh, it's always Stairway to Heaven. I was just going to say, it's probably Stairway to Heaven. Yep. And um, I know Blondie was big back then, but Stairway to Heaven was huge. Um, Rick Springfield, maybe eighth grade was starting. This, but yeah, I remember yeah. slow dancing, I think in the sixth grade. Then, you know, like the Rainbow Girls Club, like I had this like club of girls, you know, not club, but like, you know. We thought we were very cool. Um, but I wasn't, they're more like, you know, um, student council kids. Like I didn't, I wasn't with like the really bad girls. Like, you know, I, I definitely stayed with this kind of slower speed academic crowd and I didn't have a ton of friends either, but we were all, we all like, you know, we're all happy with who we were. Um, yeah, the dances were so, I remember a lot of like soda, um, and sticky floors and the cans, um, and people like boys tried cologne. That was a big (laughs) And it was all like, ooh. And, um, but I thought that was kind of cool. As a kid, I didn't think it smelled bad. I thought, oh, wow, this is like a nightclub, you know? Yeah. 
in fact, it's like a gym. And like, you actually think the teachers are like, you know, they don't, seeing it through a teacher lens, like, oh my God, shepherding a dance, yuck. Um, but yeah, that, I think Stairway to Heaven was, that's actually part of the wallpaper I'm doing right now. I'm grabbing like songs like that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. Stairway to Heaven um, sash and had doing a, a shoot of a model in a couple of weeks wearing that. Oh, oh my God. I love it. Yeah, me too. Oh. Well, we used to have sleepovers after um, dances so that we could like, we could categorize who we danced with, how many times to which song. Yep. Yeah. We had little charts, little like, you know, paper charts and things to write notes. I didn't keep a diary. A diary scared me. I did keep a diary. I should not have. Oh yeah. I don't want anyone. No, I've since thrown it away because I was like, this is mortifying. If my son ever found this, it would be terrible. Oh yeah, my mom ex- has one. My mom exists. Her diary from high school, which she has hidden right now. I can't find it. I was just gonna say, have you read it? Um, read it? It's because back then that was like God. That was the the forties. Oh my God! And God. oh yeah, it's about she's very social. I'm very very social. And I remember I read a few passages and thought, oh wow. And then she said, nope, no more. Because I started, <laughs> I started. I should I should have played it cool and not made it seem like it was exciting. Right. That's access to it, but I played it wrong. And made it, made it like a big deal. So it's just well, hidden. that's a good life lesson for you. Play it cool. Yeah. Play it Definitely. cool. Yeah. Okay, I've got one more question for you. Okay. Scratch and sniff stickers. Oh, a, yeah. did you have them? B, what was your favorite? Yeah, I, I also had those markers that smelled too. Yes. Um, scratch and sniff. I went right for like the um, cotton candy, you know. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Right? And grape. Grape was potent. It was, yeah. Some of them weren't as potent as others. I ordered a whole bunch on Etsy. Oh, and incorporated them into the last solo show that I had. My God. Oh, congratulations on your show coming up, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, I'm not going anymore. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, God. But, but, you know, anyway, that's still fine. I'm going to Skype in. I'm just going to be a floating head that people can talk to if, if anyone shows up at the um, opening. But, um, yeah, so I, I ordered all of these um, on Etsy. And, like, I scratched them. It is like a time machine. Really? Like just the smell of it. You're like, oh my God, I could be in the third grade right now. And it just, yeah, I got grape. I got the bubble gum machine. I got pizza. Oh my, oh, I remember the pizza one. Yeah. I got grape jelly on the toast, you know, the little grape jelly. And they all like, yeah, the smell, it just whisks you immediately back. That's so interesting. I know. I love them. I do. I mainly brought that up so I could talk about it. No, no, it's good. No, no. (laughs) like days of the week underwear if I asked you a question <gasps> oh my god I had them and I loved them and when my baby was born I got him days of the week onesies oh that's genius okay, yeah so, so we're the same person yeah yep yep okay well I'm sad to hang up I meet too I was like I was just gonna say I've asked you all the things but I feel like we could talk for 12 more I hours I feel like I left out like 20,000 things I know. we'll have to we'll do it again Definitely. We'll do it again. And um, I cannot wait because the general population that listens to this podcast is our age and women as well. So they are all going to be like, me too, me too. Oh my God. Oh my God. Everybody is going to like, suddenly there's going to be like a burst of nostalgic work that is done in the next week. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Keep the eighties alive. Rainbow girls forever. Well, do I know rainbow? Yes. Yep. And you're an honorary member. I'm going to look into making more badges because why did I stop making badges? And I will learn the sewing machine thing too. Okay. Like, like yeah, it's okay. a big future for both yeah, of us. Huge, huge. Yeah, huge. It's all yeah. ahead of us. We'll tell Brooke, I say, hey girl. And, and um, <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. And um, because I'm not organized, today's Thursday. This is going up tomorrow. 
Oh my God, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm, and I'm just glad because I could not sit on this for a few weeks. I'm so excited to share this and share your work and all these amazing stories. And so, yes, huge thanks for doing this and for sure, for sure. Let's do it again. Huge thanks to you. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Well, you too. Okay. Bye. And I have a new best friend. <laughs> do you want to be Tara's friend too? Yes, the Rainbow Girls Clubhouse is going to need to be a whole lot bigger ASAP. Thank you so much to Tara for coming on the podcast after a few stops and starts on my end. And a huge thanks to you for listening. And while I'm saying thank you, great big thanks to all of the healthcare workers out there who are putting themselves in front of this virus every day in order to help other people. Help them do their jobs. Stay home if you feel sick and wash your hands like someone's life depends on it. And with that, I will say, there will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.